Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. You know, we all come from somewhere. Where did you come from? I know, I know. You came from your mama. It's not that kind of show. I'm talking about your country of origin. All of us know someone who was born outside the United States. But do we know how they were treated when they got here? Do we know how they first got established, found a home, a church, a job, let alone learn the English language? Today we're venturing off to just outside of Atlanta, Georgia, to talk with Chris Chancy. He has a unique business street that we want you to hear about because maybe you want to help him grow it across the country. Chris Chancy with Amplio Recruiting, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, thank you for having me. Excited to be a part of this. Martha and I are super excited to have you, Chris. How did you come to be so passionate about helping the refugees being brought into this country? It's, it's such a funny question because it was never our intention. I think now that we're here and God has called us into this business, we look back and see the breadcrumbs along the way that God laid in our life. And probably like many of the listeners, you may not necessarily know where God is leading you, but it'll make sense at some point. At least that's what you hope. And that's certainly <laughs> been the case for us. We moved into a refugee community completely by accident, right outside of Atlanta, Georgia, looking for a uh, place that you know we could afford, a home that we could afford nearby family. And, and I remember saying, there'll probably be some good ethnic food in this town. And, uh, and pretty soon after moving in, we realized that we were surrounded by people who uh, had moved outside of the U.S. Um, and were resettled in the U.S. and they were known as refugees. So that was our, our first step in really understanding who a refugee is and where they've come from. And, uh, and the food uh, has been good. It certainly was not, uh, didn't let, let us down. Um, but it's been incredible journey learning about our neighbors and better understanding how we can serve them. And helping them learn the language, get a job. That's what Amplio Recruiting is all about. Check it out online, ampliorecruiting.com, ampliorecruiting.com. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Today we're talking with Chris Chancy from ampliorecruiting.com, ampliorecruiting.com. Chris, we want to talk about the book that you've got so that we can start getting people the phone number to call in to get a copy. Why don't you talk about the book that you've written? Yeah, so we, we launched this book uh, over the past several months. It's called Refugee Workforce. Uh, and so the idea is that, that even that term, that title, might be somewhat of an oxymoron in the U.S., right? Because we mm-hmm. often think of refugees as either a charity case or, let's be honest, some people can recognize refugees as a terrorist threat. And so we identify in the book that neither one of those are true, that in fact the refugee workforce is, is just that, a group of contributors, a group of people who want to add value. And so the book really details the economic impact that refugees have in the U.S. And so in several chapters, we tell a lot of stories about companies that are hiring refugees and how they've been benefited and a lot of stories of the individuals who have come from various places around the world and how they've established their life. And and look to uh, contribute to the to the local economy in the U.S. So just for our listeners' sake, then, who is this book written for? Who would you expect to pick it up and read it? I think that business owners and anybody who has kind of um, an interest in, in, you know, capitalism and business in the U.S. will really be intrigued by the stories and the stats that we outline. And we start mm-hmm. off by saying, hey, there's 7 million open jobs in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So who do we look to to help us fill those jobs 
especially when we think about manufacturing and hospitality and construction and some of these really pivotal industries in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, your NPR listener, uh, you know, listeners to this show right now, I mean, those are the type of people that are looking to learn more and, and are open to different ideas, especially that are in line with God's Word. Excellent. So so you ex- you told us that you moved into a community not really understanding that it was a refugee community. And then, so how did, after that experience, then how did Amplio Recruiting begin? Well, we started connecting with our neighbors and, and asking a lot of questions and just getting to know them. And I think in any kind of endeavor, you know, that's, that's always the beginning, right? Asking mm-hmm. questions, listening well. But every one of those conversations ended with people telling us or asking us, can you help us find a job? You know, they weren't asking for a handout. They weren't, they weren't asking, uh, you know, for anything obscure. It was, you know, we kind of represented the establishment. You know, we were the, hmm. we were the white people, right? We should kind of have things figured out. Hmm. And, um, and so it was, hey, can you help us find a job? And I was baffled by, by that because so many of, of my network uh, were business owners who were looking for good people to hire. Hmm. And and at that point in Atlanta, you know, this was this was 2014, uh, but it was already becoming an issue. Where are the dependable people who we can bring into our company to help us move forward? And and uh, and and so we've seen that over and over. You know, companies daily are calling us or connecting us, saying, you know, we we can't find dependable people to show up uh, who are willing to do the job for what um, you know for the for the the living wage pay that we're offering. And so that's hmm. really how it began. Is we. Uh, we recognized there was a high percentage in our community of unemployed and underemployed individuals from the refugee community. And, uh, and so we said, what business can we start um, that can serve these people? We had started, my wife and I had started a few businesses up to that point. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we had no background in staffing, um, but we said, hey, how hard can it be, right? We've got some companies over here that want to hire <laughs> and some people who are, uh, you know, an ample amount of talented individuals. So uh, let's just uh, snap our fingers and make this happen. <laughs> and of course, it wasn't that easy, uh, but it's yeah. been a powerful journey. And I love that you said ample amount of people that you know could be employed because that's where the name of the of your recruiting company came from. Then you said amplio means ample in Spanish. Exactly. Yeah, the sense of just an abundance, a spacious amount of opportunity on both sides if we're willing just to recognize and connect the dots. You know, the refugee workforce has a lot to offer for the U.S. economy. Mm. So as you are helping these refugees, like give us some of the countries these people are from. Oh, so Clarkston, which is the community we're from outside of Atlanta, is is known as the most diverse square mile in the U.S. Really? And that's because refugees have been resettling there for um, for over 40 years. So uh, we have a large contingent from Africa and North Africa. So think about countries like Congo, Ethiopia, Eritrea. Um, we have uh, the Middle East represented and, and most uh, currently, you know, individuals coming from Syria, Afghanistan, Iraq, a lot of individuals who served alongside our U.S. military as translators and fought alongside our military. And uh, as the U.S. is pulled out, you know, they are their targets on their back. And so they have, have, are able to resettle with them and their family. And so we have a lot of really disciplined, uh, heroic individuals in the community which are always um just really incredible people with incredible stories and then we've got a lot of folks from the southeast asian uh community uh so way back in the day when this whole program started in the u.s it was a lot of you know vietnamese people and and people from that area uh now uh, we have a lot of people from myanmar burma 
um, which has been a lot in the news. You think about the Rohingya people and that population. Um, so those are three of the bigger communities wow. that we see. Um, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That is diverse. That is, yeah. that is amazing. So, uh, you know, this is a show about transforming the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. How did you take this opportunity where people wanted work and you knew companies that needed workers, how did you turn that into a business tree, a ministry to the people that you help provide work to? Well, we, we've always seen business as, um, you know, it's, it can be used for good, it can be used for ill. And so, you know, using it as a place where, uh, you know, people can feel like, um, they can trust uh, that our word is our is our bond, and our yes is our, is yes, and our no is no. Uh, that they they can walk into a place where they feel comfortable and they don't feel intimidated, and we can help them engage in the dignity of work, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and if we look at, at scripture uh, throughout God's word, Old Testament and through New Testament, there's references to how we care for the foreigner, and really kind of speaks to the, a theology of hospitality, and then there's references to the dignity of work. And so we just feel like those are two fundamental things that, um, that really every business should consider. Uh, but certainly those who are in a place, in a position where they can hire from the immigrant and refugee community, how are we creating an environment where they can thrive and succeed and experience the dignity of work, which is so, so central to the gospel and who we are created to be in Christ. And so uh, we just said, Hey, we can, we can create an opportunity here where typically staffing is an industry that's known for, how poorly they treat people and how they kind of treat people as just cogs in, in the machine. Mm-hmm. But instead, let's flip that on its head. Let's care for people in a way in which uh, they trust us and they can experience life and, and using the skills that God's giving them to worship him, no matter what their faith background is, uh, and they can experience that dignity through work. So I have a question because I'm the kind of person, and you know what, before I ask the question, I am just going to remind our listeners that if if this is piquing your interest, call our listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. And Chris Chancy, who's on the phone with us today, um, has a book, Refugee Workforce. And I really think this is going to be, a, this is an eye-opening um, conversation. And I love your heart, Chris, and the, your you're talking about the fact that the scripture speaks very specifically about some things that we can do and, and you're living that out, God. And you weren't looking for it and God kind of brought it to you. So my question is, um, do you? how are you showing the refugees about the dignity of work and caring for the foreigner? Like, I mean, do you spend much time with them as you're placing them? I'm just curious how you invest into their life. Yeah, that's such a, thank you for that question. I mean, I think that um, we all come at this in terms of how we do our work and how we're engaging people from from different perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. And so we could first just say, hey, uh, by employing these individuals and giving them an opportunity to provide for their families by using the skills that they've been given that were created in them by God, that in and of itself is the gospel. That in and of itself is kingdom impact. And if we never utter a word, okay, we're we're moving in this direction of our business being used as powerful, you know, ministry in the kingdom. So that in and of itself can be recognized as as valuable, but we also feel like God's given us a responsibility to care for these individuals He's He's entrusted us with in this season, and we don't want to just stop there. And so, you know, the next thing for us is often 
just asking a very simple question and and we ask it in a very specific way so our team will just ask this question and with this this specific language is there anything that you or your family need that we can pray and ask god to help you with and i know that sounds simple but when we say it in that way it's not just can i pray for you or how can i pray but when we say it in that way there's always an emotional response and that's what we're looking for is an emotional response and so when people respond and they say hey my daughter's sick or I'm waiting on my papers to come through, or I'm trying to find a job. Hey, we'd love to help you with that one. We get to pray for those things in Jesus' name and just let it be and let God step in and move. And when he heals the daughter or when their papers come in the next day, or when there is a job available, they then the door is wide open to talk about faith. And, and you know what? In our community, faith is not a taboo subject. It, it's weird if you don't talk about it. And so we love having those conversations, not in a pushy way, but just say, hey, this is what I believe, and this is why I love you, and this is why God is moving in your life. Um, so that's a very powerful so component. What was that question again, Chris? Say it again. Yeah, is there anything that you or your family need that we can pray and ask God to help you with? Hmm. So we've tested it a hundred different ways. That's the way that yep. seems to promote the most emotional response because you're engaging more than just you. Mm-hmm. You're engaging a family. Right. And, and, and it's where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, right? It comes from God. And so we're praying in Jesus' name. And, and then we just step back and let God do his thing. And, um, and, it, and it's powerful to see you know, that be the case. And in many times, it's in partnership with the local church because we're not fully the church. Uh, without oh, wait, 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 mm, you, wait a minute. Not fully. You are the church. <laughs> You're a part of the body of Christ. Yeah. You may not have four walls on a Sunday morning. But you are the church, Chris. You are going out every day. But I love that okay. you're partnering with the the church body because you can't fulfill every need that they may have, right? You're helping yes. them with the staffing and the employment and, and things like that. So my question is this. When you're asking that question, is that like when you're first meeting them and they're filling out the paperwork to try to get a job and then you end with that? I'm just, I love to hear how that really fits in. Yeah, and thank you yeah. for calling me out on that because you're 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 very you're very accurate. I, I think you know we're not necessarily disciplers, though God can call us into that. Uh-huh. So yeah, so so it's a it has to be very organic, and it, and it has to be a spirit led discernment, you know, oriented process. That hey, we know that that question can be on the tip of our tongue, but it's got to be in a moment where there's a sense that we care about who you are mm-hmm. as a person. It's not just we're going down the line. What's your name? What's your address? What's your social security number? Is there anything, you know, no, no, no. Like it's, it's gotta be organic. It's gotta be from our heart to yours. Like we're actually caring for you. We see you as a person and your eyes are no longer on the floor. They're looking me in the face because you recognize that I, I have respect for who you are. And then the other thing that we do that kind of goes into this process is every week at the same time, we have a, we, we, we pray for every single employee by name that's on our payroll you know, during that given week. So, you know, it could be 300, 400 names wow. and our team stops and we pray through each name and, and we just ask God to reveal himself to them, you know, ask God to establish the work of their hands and give us the opportunity to ask that question. You know, sometimes it might be in the first interaction. Sometimes it might be several uh, interactions in that we get to engage. Um, That's a lot yeah. of people. So how often do the, do your employees at AmplioRecruiting.com get permanent placements at the places where you've staffed them to? Right. So we, uh, 
we've placed about 5,000 refugees into jobs around the U.S. Most mm. of that's been in Atlanta, and, and we've grown into several other markets um, in the southeast and, and expanding. Um, and so most of the time, our individuals are placed into uh, temp-to-perm positions. So that means they'll be on our payroll right. for a few months, and then they'll go permanent with the companies they're working for. Chris, you've placed, you just said right before the break, you've placed 5,000 people in permanent jobs. You start them off temporary. They're usually temp-to-perm kind of people. But you're you're impacting huge parts of the community because you're taking people off of the government roles, and, and they're starting to provide for themselves. What an incredible ministry this is that you have as a business. Hmm. Right. I mean, that's our hope is that our, our, our government, you know, individuals in, in each community can recognize that, yes, this provides incredible benefit to the, to the employee, right? I mean, as work should mm-hmm. in many different ways, but this also provides incredible economic impact. And if we can ever connect those dots, I think our, our posture towards immigra- immigrants and refugees will shift slightly in how we engage and approach and create policy uh, because it, it, it certainly shifts the narrative from charity case just coming to take advantage and leech off of you know, our society and our taxes versus adding value, contributing in powerful ways. It, it reframes the narrative. So you just mentioned a little bit about impact, and I want to just dig into that a little bit deeper, because if if your Clarkston, where you are located, is already very diverse, and that's really where you're, um, you know, centrally, centrally at, is it impacting the cities around, like the way they look at the refugees and, and just their openness to, to what you're doing? I certainly believe that is the case. We've seen, uh, you know, a huge um, impact on the employment numbers in our in our community. Mm-hmm. But we're we're seeing that across the U.S. But this is certainly outstripping, you know, what we're seeing um, in our community. And then and then yeah, the surrounding communities being more uh, engaging and more um, mm-hmm. hospitable. Uh, you know, the mayor of of um, a community next door has become very involved in helping us to engage companies in his community. And, um, and man, what an incredible way to, to gain new clients by having, you know, the mayor of the town making introductions for you. But it's because there's a recognition of this is an economic boom to whatever local community can, can really, uh, you know, not only recognize the opportunity, but create efficient pathways for immigrants and refugees mm-hmm. to engage the workforce. And there's such a huge shortage for everyday workers in this country from sea to shining sea. This is a huge way to fill those needs. So what cities right now, Chris Jancy, are you serving in with Amplio Recruiting? So we started in Atlanta, and uh, and then we, we really started to say, what are the other communities around the U.S. that look and feel similar to this Clarkston community, where there's a large number of, of refugees that have been resettled, uh, but there's also a lot of manufacturing and hospitality opportunities within just a few miles. And uh, and so we've opened other offices in Dallas, in Houston, in Raleigh, and uh, our, our newest location in Detroit. And uh, and so we're and we're looking to be in 25 locations by 2025. So we've got a lot of work still wow. left in front of us. Um, now, but you, we believe that can have some huge impact. Are you doing this with a with a franchising model, or is it all just Amplio recruiting based out of uh, headquartered out of Atlanta? We're still doing a lot of discovery on what this what this is going to look like. Okay. And uh, and so right now we've got some strong cash flow that allows us to uh, 
you know, do these one-off uh, locations and, and help support things from our home office. But we're still learning a lot about what scale looks like and how to grow this to have the most impact. That is so awesome. So listeners, again, I just want to remind you, there is a book that goes with this conversation. And if you are intrigued, please call our listener line 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK for the book Refugee Workforce. All right, Chris, in 25 seconds or less, how has your faith been impacted as you've seen God work through Amplio Recruiting? That's such a powerful question. <laughs> so in, in uh, 20 seconds... I think for me, my own personal narrative of what I expected to see in the community versus what has God has done. Um, and then, you know, secondly, recognizing God's not behind me over my shoulder and I'm sort of just expected to figure this out, but God's in front of me. He is the fire by night, cloud by day, leading me on. And that is his role in the business. Chris Chancy, thank you so much for being on I Work For Him today. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I I Work work For Him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit IWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at IWorkForHim and online IWorkForHim.com. I work the number four, him.com.